Our scripture reading this morning is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligent of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demanded miraculous signs, and Greeks looked for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. If any of you ever take stock, or I should say just give an account or or think about what the preacher wears on Sunday mornings, like I don't know if you've ever thought to yourself, this guy seems to have about three shirts and he rotates them through. He doesn't quite make it a full month before he has to start wearing that same shirt that we've already seen before. Now, you may never think that it may never cross your mind. But it sometimes crosses mine. And I think to myself, are they thinking, like does Heather Lim sit out there thinking to himself, herself, does he ever wash that shirt? It, se- it seems as though he wears that every other week. Well, so I, I made sure that this year that I specifically asked for shirts because this was on my mind. So I did get shirts. Here's one of them. I haven't washed it yet. Or anything. It's still got all the, it's got the tags and all that kind of thing. And uh, one of these days, this shirt will be seen by you. And there are others so that you, you don't have to worry about whether or not I'm wearing the same shirt every week. Well, that is, that's an important gift to me. I'm grateful that I have new shirts. But just like you, I put different value on the different gifts that I receive. And some are more important to me than others. Now, the shirt is important. I'm grateful that I have it. But the fact is that shirts wear out. Uh, I I have a shirt that was bought not that long ago, actually, that I really liked. It's probably my favorite shirt. But I noticed that the cuff, at the bottom of the cuff here, it's all tattered and worn out now. Even though I haven't had it that long, I was kind of disappointed with that particular shirt. And so I'm glad that I got some new ones because this one, that one that I got that was my favorite... You know, it's all kind of tattered now, and I'm going to have some others that are going to replace it. Shirts don't last all that long. Sometimes they just they even last less time than you want them to. So they're important, but they're not the most important thing. Moth and rust could destroy this over time, for sure. So that's nice, but it's not the nicest. This year, in addition to shirts, unsolicited... I got this. This is the prettiest grandson in the world. 
And next to, to his picture is a footprint. And so I'm looking forward to having this around our house. And the fact is, is that, and certainly in years to come, this particular gift is going to mean way more to me than the shirt. The shirt is nice, but the shirt will pass away. This will probably last around our house the rest of my life. And this is something that I will hold on to. And so if you ask me, was there one gift that was greater than the other? There's no doubt, but that this is in my eyes actually a greater gift than that. No offense to the one who got me the shirt. I love the shirt, but it's not of the same value as this. I think you can see that. Now, this is nice. This is wonderful. This is beautiful. But I have to tell you that there's an even greater gift that I've received this Christmas. And that is the one who is sitting out here that his grandmother's holding. This is the first time that he's been able to be here at our house. He comes this year at Christmas time, so we're with him for his first Christmas because he was just born in May. And so if I had to place a value on the gifts that I have received this Christmas, certainly the gift of having his father and mother and him with us this Christmas time is the greater gift of all of the gifts that I have received. These are nice, and this one I'm sure will be around for a long time to come, but actually it probably doesn't mean as much to me. In fact, it doesn't mean as much to me as just having him with us. And we all do that. We place more value on some gifts than we do others. And the fact is that in this case, the, the gift of having him here, the gift of his presence and his parents is by far the greatest gift that I've received this Christmas. So we do this. We place different values on different gifts. Well, you probably can see where I'm going with this one. On this special day, we recognize a gift that is the greatest gift of all. There are an awful lot of things that God has done for us. From the very beginning, the Bible says that God gave us a beautiful world in which to live. From the very beginning, God made it so that we weren't alone. And he made other people here for us to enjoy life with. From the very beginning, God gave us a sense of himself so that we could be in relationship with him. He gave us all the things that enable us to have relationship, life, enjoy God's presence. And all of that was wonderful. But there came a time when human beings didn't respect all the things that God had done for them. Came very quickly, actually. And there was what we call the fall. And the separation between human beings and God became a huge void. One that couldn't possibly be spanned, at least not from our end. And so God, in response to that incredible gulf that separated humankind and himself, decided to send his greatest gift of all. He sends us the child Jesus, who, of course, was so much more than just a child and becomes the savior of the world. And so, without a doubt, if I was to ask any of you today, what is the greatest gift that God has ever given us? All of you to a person would say that Jesus Christ is the greatest gift that God has ever given to the world.
Nothing even comes close. We all stand on a Sunday morning and we praise him and we honor God. Why do we do that? There's really only one reason. We gather in his name and we stand and we praise him and we give him glory for the gift that he has given to us in Jesus. And we would all say that that's the case. And if I was to ask all of you this morning to just search your hearts and I was just to dig deep into who you are as an individual, dig deep into what it is that you have in relationship with God, dig deep into how that makes you feel. All of us in reflecting on Jesus and what it is that he's what he means to us. We'd probably be moved to tears, if not externally, at least on the inside, those deep emotions would run because God has done something wonderful for us in Jesus Christ. And so I wanted this morning just to call attention to that fact and this blessed gift that we have received in Christ and for us to honor and praise him today. But then I wanted to ask you this question. All of you have, at least I'm expecting that most of you have during this Christmas season done something for someone else. You have given them some kind of gift. Most of you have offered to someone some indication that you love them. Some token, in some cases it's just a token, but at least it's a sign that you care deeply for that person and you've given them a gift. We've said that we want this year to be a year in which we become witnesses for him. And we know our mission, that our mission is to reach the world for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just wanted to reinforce in your minds this morning this fact. That God gave you the greatest gift that he could possibly give. And that we have an opportunity in the coming days, weeks, and months to offer to others the same gift that God gave to us. The gift of Jesus is the greatest gift that you could ever give to anyone. I'm grateful that my son has given me a grandson. That's a blessing. But if I didn't know Jesus... The greatest gift that my son could give me would not be a grandson. The greatest gift that my son could give me was the knowledge that he has about who Jesus is. That would be the greatest gift. And there are people around you that you love, that you care for. And by far, the greatest gift that you could give them, whether it's at Christmas time or some other time of the year, the greatest gift that you could possibly give someone else is the opportunity for them to know who Jesus is and to find life in him. And so I wanted to encourage you this morning to take this gift that God has given us and to be a re-gifter. Regifters don't have great reputations typically. Maybe you've seen those Seinfeld episodes. But we want to be regifters of Jesus and to pass on this blessed, blessed gift 
that God has given us to others. There are people around you who need this gift of Christ. And I pray that you in the coming weeks and months will take opportunity to pass on this gift of Jesus to those who need him. Would you pray with me, please? Father, we want to be people who proclaim your son. It's it's a simple message. The message of Jesus Christ crucified. The gift to the world. But it's the most profound message. It's the most profound gift. There is nothing more meaningful, nothing more important. Help us, Father, to see the need to pass this gift on. And today, Father, we sit, stand as individuals who recognize the greatness of this gift. And we praise you and thank you for the gift of Jesus. Help us, Father, to extend this gift to the rest of the world. It's through Christ that we pray. Amen.